Hot Studios, the only website that's sugar-frosted and dipped in chocolate, proudly presents... Tom Hanksgiving, right here every Tuesday. Tom Hanksgiving, come on and press play. There's Elvis, the host with the most. Yada, 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 yada. With a different guest each week, they're the smart ones. Each episode's a new movie. About Tom Hanks, the man himself, of course, it's time for Tom Hanks giving. It's the best you can get. It's the rootinest, tootinest podcast on the internet. Tom Hanks giving. Hey, howdy, hey. Welcome to Tom Hanks giving, partner. It's me, your host, Elvis Kunish, and today we're starting off our second year of the podcast with a little film called Toy Story 2. Uh, completed in 1999, directed by John Lasseter, the Pixar Disney sequel to the wonderful Toy Story, uh, is amazing, and we're going to talk about it today. Uh, that's good enough. Yeah, that, that's um, fine. <laughs> today I am joined by the returning Toy Story guest, Sung Won Cho. Hey guys, I'm excited to talk about Toy Story Dose. I feel like there's so much to talk about. We had, one of our longest shows was us raving about Toy Story the last time. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think because this one's a sequel, it invites a little bit more mm. uh, of a critique. complicated discussion, maybe a bit more yeah. of a critique, because yeah. uh, I really, I'm gonna, even though I love our last episode, I think we were just a little too hot on it. Plus it was like the 20th uh, year anniversary, so it was just like, yeah, yeah. this is the best movie ever. Well, I actually, um, I, I really like Toy Story 2, but I don't like it as much as Toy Story, so I definitely will be a little more digging into uh, my critique of Toy Story 2. This one I've always heralded as my favorite of the Toy Stories. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, do you prefer 3 to 2? I, or how? I prefer 3 to 2. One's my favorite. 1, 3, 2 for me. Okay. Uh, for me, it's uh, it's always been 2, 1, 3. Hmm. But I think I, I, have to, I definitely have to acknowledge that Toy Story 1 is the superior film. Yeah. But there's something about this one, and I think we'll dive into it. Why there's something about it that just delights me. I'm okay. Um, yeah, uh, I want to hear your sell me on Toy Story too. Well, well. So before we do that, let's oh, okay. uh, let's quick. You know, I, I'm sure everyone has seen this movie because who hasn't? Right. It's toys. Even like the worst Toy Story is amazing. If you haven't seen Toy Story two, why are you watching the episode where we're, where we specifically talk about Toy Story two? Toy Story two. This is why you like Tom Hanks. Give me is the Toy Story movies, or yeah. this is why you like Tom Hanks. Probably period. while you were introduced to Tom Hanks. Yeah, which is maybe why it's one of my favorite movies. And uh, Toy Story 2, of course, picks up after Toy Story, which we talked about last time. It's a movie where Woody gets kidnapped by a toy collector, and uh, Buzz and the other the gang go to save him. But while he's kidnapped, he meets the Roundup gang, three mm -hmm. other toys that kind of fill in this cast of characters that Woody finds out he was this famous IP from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's like this whole weird dicey thing where it's like, why doesn't he remember he was this character if Buzz remembers or believes he's Buzz when he's opened? It's it's a whole thing. I mean, we talked about this, but there are a lot of things in their world of rules that don't make any sense. Yeah, and we're not going to get into the same ones this time, but there's yeah, a few yeah. I wrote down. It's like, oh, this was this is one that's new to this movie, so I want to bring that up. Right. But uh, so he and then he, through meeting these other toys, uh, Bullseye, Jesse, and Prospector, he kind of deals with his own mortality and that's the thing that I really love about this movie is how mm. 
deep it goes into this story of kind of impermanence. Yeah. And uh, yeah. beyond that, it's just hilarious. Mm. So there's a lot to love in this movie, but I can definitely see why Toy Story... Any any of these movies can be a champion, so I have I have no faults for anybody who prefers um, one or the other. Although this is a, I didn't mention this up front, but we're talking about this movie specifically this week because of the release of another Pixar sequel, Finding Dory, which uh, you haven't seen yet. I haven't seen yet. I'm going to see uh, it in a couple of days. Yeah, I uh, I did get to see it in Finding Nemo. The main character is Marlin, mm-hmm. uh, and then Finding Dory uh, Dory takes the lead. Yeah, and that's not something they do with the Toy Story movies. It's almost the ensemble kind of gets more spotlight, mm. but it's always focused on Woody. And Toy Story Two is definitely Woody's movie as much as it is, as it is uh, Toy Story One was. Right, right. But I feel like with Toy Story Two. What, and this kind of bleeds into why it's a weaker movie. It's it's really about Woody and Jesse than it is about Woody and Buzz. That's but, exactly one of my main points. Is, yeah. Uh, the Woody segments are fantastic. And, uh, I mean, obviously you've got, you know, uh, When Somebody Loved Me. And you've got, you know, Woody having to deal with that kind of fear of, you know, being left behind. Which, you know, three, like, his nightmare becomes a reality, basically. Yeah. But... We're talking about two, and so um, <laughs> three yeah, will be in a couple months. Yeah, the thing is, uh, Woody and Buzz's relationship in, is like the main component of the first movie, and then in the second movie, Woody gets all the emotional stuff, all the you know struggling with stuff, and Buzz, while his segments with the ensemble are um, really funny, but that's kind of all they really add up to to me is that they're just kind of funny oh we just got to get there and there's nothing wrong with that like there's it doesn't make it a bad movie but i think i guess maybe buzz doesn't really get to do a whole lot emotionally in this movie yeah i think you're right and um that's pretty much yeah like like i think we both said now the, the biggest problem with the movie is that it's played as if Buzz is the second lead, but he's got he goes through really not really any changes. He doesn't nope. have there's no drive whenever we cut back to Buzz and the gang. It's a lot of fun. It's great hijinks, but it's yeah. kind of just the there's a scene in this movie that I, I've watched because I just watched it right before we started recording. Okay. Um, it's actually just a moment where uh, Woody realizes that. Um, he sees the remote control went off and he was about to escape, but Al woke up and took his arm, so now he's trapped again. Mm-hmm. And uh, Woody sees the remote underneath uh, Jesse's little thing, so he thinks she did it. They're arguing, yeah. and he goes, If the boot fits, say that again. If mm. the boot fits. And it's this really high stakes, they're yelling at each other, big emotional conflict. And yeah. it's like, right then, like, say that again. If the boot fits, you know Jesse would immediately leap and start the fight that they have. Yeah. But the movie takes a moment to stop and show Bullseye get out of his glass case and jump into a pot and mm. do this, like, little funny, wonderful animation, like, little gag, essentially. Yeah. And then cut back. And I feel like that's kind of what the whole movie is doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that... It, and as a kid, I you know the hi- I'm not thinking like oh you know the hijinks are distracting from the emotional <laughs> <laughs> storytelling. But as an adult now, if when I look at it objectively, um, and you know, this is like I compare Toy Story and Toy Story Two in my mind a lot to the Rescuers and the Rescuers Down Under. 
The Rescuers, um, was I, when I was a kid, I loved The Rescuers Down Under more because it's a lot funnier. Uh, it has John Candy in it, and there's a lot of and there's a lot of funny segments in it. But ultimately, uh, The Rescuers now as an adult I like more because I think the emotional connection between Bernard and Bianca and uh, Penny is much stronger than with Cody because in The Rescuers Down Under they only meet Cody really at the end and then before that it's all really just been kind of like hijinks um, throughout and so that for me uh, while I might have liked it a lot more as a kid but now it's like I recognize that no like The Rescuers or Toy Story is objectively in my opinion objectively in my opinion (laughs) but I think objectively a stronger script at least yeah and I think uh, that's actually a very apt comparison strangely enough I also prefer the rescuers down under but i think that's more because i haven't seen the rescuers since i was a kid so Mm. i'd probably make that same argument uh although i don't know if i would still have like that inkling that i still prefer down under i don't know if i can say i prefer two anymore but uh it's interesting you mentioned when you saw it when you were a kid and you just loved it because and you weren't saying oh the hijinks in this movie are distracting because back when i was a kid this is uh I think t- I was still a film snob because I think when Toy Story 2 was coming out, I didn't want to see it because it was like, even back then, I was like, uh, a two. Uh, they wrapped it up perfectly. E- exactly. I was yeah. that obnoxious back then. Yeah, I remember not being excited for it, but I think it was the first movie I saw twice in a theater. Oh, okay. So that's partially why I just have so much love for it and came around. The other reason is because this movie has maybe one of the best villains ever. Uh, in Kelsey Grammer's Stinky Pete. Mm, yeah. Mm. And I think he's a huge part of why this movie is so fantastic, especially in terms of how I feel about it. Because, one, I love Kelsey Grammer. Frazier, yeah. Sideshow Bob, he's fantastic. And this is maybe his best performance. His turn, the reveal is so good. It's so good. And, like, if you compare it to threes, where when you see like Lotso Hug and Mary, you're like, this guy's a fuck. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna be like, oh hello there, I'm not, I'm a friendly bear. No, you're not. You, you see his game a mile away. I, I right. can't imagine four year olds in the audience are shocked when he turns bad. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. Like he's definitely the best villain in the entire series. Sid is awesome, mm. but he's more of an obstacle. Whereas yeah. uh, Prospector he embodies the dark side of the theme of this movie. Like, oh, yeah. And I love how it's splintered between uh, well, Woody, what, what works so well with him in this movie and why his scenes are as fantastic as they are is it's a continuation of his inherent insecurity mm. that we saw in the first film. Yeah. But this time it's about a much more bigger thing. Like, oh, I'm going to die. We see that reflected through Jesse, who has been hurt before and just Mm. doesn't want to be hurt again. A bullseye who is like the optimist where it's like, oh, I just, I want to be loved and played with again. Yeah. And then Prospector, who's the saddest thing ever because he's never been played with. with. Nobody wants him. I I get that mentality. I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, his motives are driven by something that makes sense like it's it's woody could become prospector yeah if, it's if, so if that real because you know what woody's like in toy story one like woody is kind of like a i mean in the beginning like a very kind of selfish character and he could have very easily become that kind of very bitter 
uh, character. This resentment that he has, and you you don't see it coming. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that he's just he totally works as this old wise kind of mentor figure. Right. And then you see how he's been playing him the entire time. I yeah. think it's one of the best turns for a villain ever. And again, I think probably my favorite villain in the entire Pixar library. Um, mm. Again, not like super physically imposing, but he's just so manipulative. And more than that, I just, I completely understand where he's coming from. Not only is he manipulative, but like as an audience member, you don't really see, like you said, you don't see it coming, and it makes it that much more like oh shit. And when he's out of the box, like oh god, all the nerves are freaking out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think why it's so close to the top for me uh, is because of a the, the villain in the story is so fantastic. The the theme and kind of what Woody's really struggling with is so mm, great. Yeah. And his relationship he does get with the Roundup gang mm-hmm. is just dynamite. The other shoe of it, of course, is, yeah, you could take out pretty much every buzz scene where they're where we're cutting a Because it doesn't advance the plot. It's just yeah, like... I mean, yeah, get it. They're in traffic cones. It's funny, but it's not... <laughs> there's no development going on here. Well, yeah, I think the reason I'm much more forgiving even now is that it's still like... Even though it's essentially empty calories, it's maybe the funniest. It's a humor. really well done scene. I think I laugh more at this Pixar film than any other Pixar film. Yeah. Every line for every single uh, of Rex's lines, or anytime anytime Ham says something, I'm I'm laughing my ass off. And that's actually one of the I think best things that Toy Story two did is that the um, bringing the side characters into the spotlight. Like, because in the first movie, you know, you may, you don't really see them after uh, they get separated. Yeah. And so, and, and like, when you see them in this movie, like, they're great. Mr. Potato Head, like, is not a, you know, giant dickhead anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he feels guilty. I love that. Even, what's, the line, what's the line where he refers to that? Did he give up when you threw Woody out of the moving van? <laughs> oh, you had to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, and Ham's always good and Rex. Oh, Rex is so and slinky. Uh, it's, so that part that makes the, I mean, the buzz scenes good is not only are they funny, but they get to spotlight some of these great side characters. Yeah, I think it's it's actually mostly a buzz problem because even all the other toys kind of have it's like the tiniest, uh, shallowest arc where it's like Mr. Potato Head's trying to be you know make good for what he's did in the past maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rex is trying to. Beat a video game. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, Rex is. Well, I mean, still, that's a more of an arc than Buzz has in this that, movie. Yeah, that's it's more. It's a Buzz problem, and you kind of see it in the third movie too. But we'll we'll save that for next time. Yeah. Once he's kind of gotten over himself. Yeah. Uh, and the delusion he had in the first movie, he's just kind of. A brave guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, very, he's he's like the the bad version. He's kind of what you think Captain America is going to be in yeah. his movies. Exactly. Uh, and and the da- and the downside is I think they had it had the potential to explore Buzz's like in a real arc for Buzz because he comes face to face with what he used to be. Yeah, and exactly. They do nothing with it outside of the best gags in the movie. <laughs> Which, <laughs> That's the thing about Toy Story. It's a really funny movie. I appreciate that he rec- like it, it's fun to see him have to deal with his past self essentially. So I mean, while they could, I I agree that they should have done more with it, but at least it's a, it's a very funny and clever idea to have that be. Oh yeah, too. don't get me wrong. I don't. I I 
would never want it to be gone. And mm. I don't want much of it to be changed because I, I love how funny it is. It's it's much the same in it's like that Back to the Future 2 humor where it's like you know what's coming and you're the audience is kind of ahead of the yeah. of the characters and we're laughing because of how it's subverting what happened last time. Right. And uh but with this it's like I mean, the way that plot ends where it's like, oh, I'm just going to hang out with my dad. Bye, Buzz. Bye, Buzz. It's <laughs> yeah. like funny, but like you, you had a moment where you could have, I mean, you would have to change some scenes up front probably, but it could have yeah. been like Buzz forgot how much of an asshole he was. And I, I think Toy Story 2 could have been like impeccable if they had just given Buzz some kind of arc. Yeah, it didn't. Like, need, it didn't need to be that dark. It could have been like he yeah, wants it doesn't to need to the be video necessarily game. dark. Yeah, but something, something for him to go through as a character. Because otherwise, it's literally just we gotta find Woody. We gotta find Woody, and then you could still have the funny hijinks. But you know, interspersed in the hijinks, something for Buzz to uh, grow on. Yeah, and you know, actually, just uh, shouting it out there. If you had kind of given Rex's arc to Buzz, not the video game stuff specifically, because I love mm. what Rex does with that, yeah. and then it's a Super Nintendo, that's the best. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, actually, at the end of the first movie, Buzz has basically like he's he's fine, he's good, he's happy, but he doesn't believe he's a superhero anymore. Right. So this movie could be a very simple like because again, he's not the main character; he doesn't have to have the big arc. Mm. It could have been like. What, what can I do? I'm just a toy, but he can only, you know. He could be like, I, like this. Even though I'm just a toy, I'm not. I could. I can accomplish. I mean, seriously, like accomplishing getting to his like Al's fucking apartment <laughs> from like someone like another house as a toy. Like that's nuts. Like yeah. that is an accomplishment, a huge <laughs> accomplishment in itself. Granted, and they s- undercut that when like the shorts came out, and it's like in Small Fry he journeys from a fast food restaurant from nowhere to oh, back yeah, to the house. Yeah. It's like I can't stand those. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I don't I don't know which ones of those I saw, but those are okay. They are fine, but yeah. like they completely do undercut where it's like the first movie <laughs> was like, oh no, we have to get to next door. How's that possible? Now we're gonna do it in like three minutes. Yeah. But although yeah. yeah, this movie I feel like is the the appropriate scaling up because it's like this should be such a trek and I think you could have gotten just a little bit to buzz where it's like he does become this superhero character again by making this happen. But like, yeah, not every toy should be able to do this. Right. Uh, so that's that's unfortunate. And I think I mean, uh, obviously, Tim Allen is fantastic. He's always as his, buzz as buzz. He's amazing. And his yeah. performance in the first movie, like really does something. And you see it again once deluded buzz shows up. The, the, <laughs> yeah, but. I feel like he's just got nothing to do in the in between those moments, yeah. and, then, and then when he talks to Woody at the when he meets up with him again, he's got something to do again. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I hate that it's so much empty calories when you feel like it just needs a little bit more. That, but the, that's the downside. Is um, I'm sure you know uh, of the backstory of this movie where it was going to be a direct to DVD sequel, uh-huh, and right. then like in the last. I, I probably like eight months to like that's not good. We're gonna come back in, release it theatrically, and they changed everything last minute. So mm. it's hard to blame them when they pulled off such a good movie under the circumstances. Right. But it's it's still like oh that they're missing that. Well, those circumstances considered, they did a really good job. 
Uh, random bit of trivia. Do you know about the thing where that whole movie was almost lost? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, like, uh, she was an animator, I think, or something like that. A Pixar employee uh, had, I guess, the cut of the movie saved at home or whatever. But then, like, at Pixar, they, like, fucking lost, like, everything. Wasn't that essential? Yeah, there, there was, like, some some animator or some programmer put in, like, the wrong she, like, took it code. home to, like, work work on at home. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, but the one they had at the studio, like, someone pushed in the wrong key and it was just, like, starting to delete stuff randomly. Like, oh, Woody's yeah. hat's gone. Holy shit. Yeah. And, and essentially everything was gone, but because she had a backup, they were able to save the movie. I just imagining just the... F- Whoever did that, like the oh shit, <laughs> like that's a whole movie. The, yeah, they like they animated like a short that was on one of the DVDs. Yeah, I so I watched that. Yeah, yeah and uh, we'll, we'll if you haven't seen it, I'll find a link on YouTube and put it in the show notes at splotstudios.com. So check that out. Um, yeah, this this movie could have been a disaster. So the fact that it is as good as it is, and one of the better sequels I've ever seen. No, it's a really good sequel. It's yeah. it's dynamite. Honestly, it only it's like kind of unfair because for me, Toy Story three is much better than two, mm-hmm. and so it, for me, like in comparison to three, two might seem weaker. But at the time, like, well, also I was a kid then, but also I mean, yeah, I don't know. I still really two is just really good. I've seen this movie thousands of times. But there's still always a little something that I pick out that I just missed. And uh, I love that there's a moment in where, at the very beginning of the movie where we start off and it's the Buzz Lightyear video game. Yeah. Just pure joy from the beginning. It is so much fun. <laughs> that, I love the... That's so funny. It's so much fun. And then they come to that part where we see from Zerg's point of view, he's watching a screen and it's... um. And just so we can see he's going through the tunnels. Yeah. I never noticed before that it says Zerg Vision. So it's setting up the Zerg good. Vision. It's so good. So yeah. good. That is a great sequence. The details they put into the scene that really is just starting off the movie. It's not really telling much. It's just for fun. Mm-hmm. But like the, the the whole lighting and the, the patterns where it's always a Z when the doors are closing. Yeah. It's delightful. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I – there were two other things I pulled out. Um, I never noticed that when Bullseye finds Woody at the, in the middle of the night when he's going through a, his arm and they have mm-hmm. the, the thing of Cheetos. Okay. Uh, there's just a tiny little music cue with uh, the piano for You've Got a Friend in Me when Bullseye shows up. It's like... Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I never noticed that before, it's, but it's perfect. It's like, oh, you know Bullseye's... He's with Woody 100%. What if Bullseye was the villain? <laughs> Insane! Like, he could talk the whole time. Yeah, okay. Hello, Woody. <laughs> Um, oh man, yeah, God. that's a that that's a great sequence too. The Cheeto part, yeah, uh, and that actually like it's, like, gen, it's genuinely pretty suspenseful, suspenseful, unique, and perfect for like that was what Toy Story did so well is like it introduced all these familiar situations, but in toys perspective, in a toys perspective, right. terrifying. Yeah. And this was yeah. like another thing. I love that you know the collector, brand new but perfect for that situation, uh, mm. and this just is a terms of an obstacle. Hilarious. But watching it this time, I noticed Bullseye licks the cheese off his fingers. Mm. Do we ever see toys eat? Is that a Uh, thing? It's the only time it shows up in this one. I don't think it happens in one. uh, 
apparently they can taste, I guess. I, so, I, but I don't. I, we've, ne- we've never seen them eat. We know they don't have to eat. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think if there are any, like any food moment. There's only like one food moment I can think of, and it's when uh, Woody's face is in Cheerios, but he doesn't eat them. No, no, he's choking to death in that milk. Yeah. Um, it's Fruit so, Loops, though. It's not Cheerios. Oh, Fruit Loops. <sighs> I am so embarrassed right now. I might as well uh, quit. Quit right now. Now, in polite conversation, I would have been that much of an asshole, but we will get comments <laughs> if I didn't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, um, yeah, no, I don't... I, I don't think I, they ever eat. But I can taste, I guess. I guess so. I mean, unless he was just, like, licking his fingers without <laughs> the cheese. <laughs> just... <laughs> Getting a thrill. A I mean, thrill. <laughs> Bullseye is weird because he's the one of the few toys. He's like RC. He can't talk. Yeah. Which, but Slinky Dog can, even though. <laughs> I mean, I like it. It totally works. But it, it just it's one of those things where it's like, why does why is that? How does that Bulls- work? Yeah, Bullseye is essentially like a dog. Like he's a pet. I mean, you can justify it where it's like, oh, if Bullseye is based on a character that can't speak. Mm, so he's okay. imbi- but you could say like in the commercial for Slinky Slinky Dog he probably hey, says yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. Right. it was this time when I was watching it where it's like we know that Woody's voice is actually the voice actor for whoever voiced Woody in this cartoon show mm. uh, some alternate universe Tom Hanks it makes me wonder then if the character doesn't have a voice like if there's no voice actor for like Rex right in the is, commercial or whatever does he yeah. speak with just the person who made the toy like i could see <laughs> the guy who made rex be just sound just like wallace sean see i feel like instead of that it'd be just more if the character is supposed to have a personality i guess the voice suits the personality that seems like it would but then i don't know because the whole joke with rex is he's a, he's supposed to be a scary t-rex but he's really cowardly so right yeah so that wouldn't be the personality that's sold the personality that's sold is always going to be something like buzz lightyear yeah uh so it, it, I mean, obviously the the actual movie making of it, like the personality and voice for Rex is perfect, but how does it actually make sense in universe? When that's the thing, though, is so many things don't make sense. <laughs> Trying to think of segments, I really, I really love the Woody's Roundup segment, like the fake intro and uh, just the cheesiness of the yeah the puppets and stuff. It's I think all that's really funny. Like when he jumps over the club, the over the the Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfectly what, encapsulated the uh, th- that kind of tone of that kind of show. And one of my favorite bits is I can't I'm, I can't remember what exactly he says, but Woody goes on because the animal creatures go up to him. And he's like, "What's that?" <laughs> he's like, "Prospector and Jesse are stuck in a cave," <laughs> yeah. and they just go. Ah. <laughs> oh, and just another line I I didn't notice. Like I'm sure I've heard it before, but another one that just stuck out to me was when Woody's getting in trouble uh, in the yard sale. Rex shouts, "Can someone cover my eyes?" Because <laughs> of course he can't. <laughs> Uh, and th- that's the kind of thing that makes this movie work so well when, again, the buzz scenes are light on the content. It's because mm. they have this dazzling humor to just kind of distract it's, you. It's really funny. And that is that's a big, and that is a strength of the movie is that it is – I mean, all three of them are very funny. Yeah. I, I would definitely say, like, the only one I think that can rival this for other Pixar movies in terms of f- humor – is maybe the first Toy Story. How, how do you yeah. feel? Is there a funnier Pixar movie? I think this is the a one I funnier laugh at. Funnier one? I laugh uh, at this one the most. 
Yeah, I don't think so. The other ones are usually funny, but not not in the same way. No, I'm laughing constantly, and then there's a couple scenes where I'm crying in this movie. But yeah. uh, uh, actually, that's a good question. Does, does Toy Story 2 make you cry? Do movies make you cry in general? Movies make me cry, but Toy Story 2... Oh, did I cry as a kid? I I don't remember if I cried as a kid. Not even have... not even during when she loved me. That's the thing. That's the part I'm talking about, thinking about. And I don't. I cry. I get. I got teary eyed this morning. It just. Yeah, gets I, to I'm me. not. I'm not trying to be like oh, I don't cry at movies. I can tell. I can list movies that I cried at. Uh, but I don't know if I would cry at, at this movie as an adult. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I maybe no. I don't think I did. Okay. What about the first Toy Story? What would you cry at in the first Toy Story? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm weird where it's like, when a movie's so beautiful, I will cry. <laughs> See, I, I'm the type of person who actually does not cry when things are really happy <laughs> or, like, beautiful. Like, I, I just don't react that way. It's It only happens in movies. Like, I can't, mm. like, listen to a song and be like, it's so beautiful. And it, it's it's usually got to be, like, a very specific movie, like, with a, t- with a Pixar film or something. Even when it's not a sad moment, it's just like... Mm. They did it so well. God damn it. See, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, the thing is, movies are the only form of fiction that make me cry. I don't cry at TV shows for some reason. Uh, video games don't make me cry. Uh, books? Uh, books, maybe. I don't know, but I'm not... Fuck books. We're not talking about books. <laughs> <laughs> um, only movies have uh, made me cry. For, I don't, for some reason, it's something about a movie just... If it's done well... The whole movie's goal is kind of to get you to that moment where you cry. Yeah. And I think it's encapsulated in that two or three hours. So it's like this has been this emotional hit at the maybe probably near the end of the movie is what we've been building up to. And so, bam. And it's like, oh, fuck, you got me. I think as an art form, they have like there's always this talk about how movies are uh, lowbrow art their low mm. art but there's something about how they synthesize every other type of art there's music there's mm. design there's illustration there's animation in certain movies um there's writing. Uh, there's writing there's acting uh yeah. it everything comes together uh to do this one thing like you're saying uh and i i I had a point. I wasn't just going to repeat your thing. <laughs> no, it's fine. You can, you can agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. But, uh, it, it, oh, and I'm wondering now, and maybe this will be a point of contention for us, because this movie, it does so much. It makes you laugh so often. And there's kind of, I don't want to say a whiplash. I've never felt a whiplash cutting back from Woody scenes to Buzz's scenes in this movie. Mm, okay. But I think the fact that it's so funny elsewhere really hits me when we get to the sad stuff with with Jesse. So don't get me wrong, that scene, that sequence is incredibly sad and I should cry. <laughs> like and that's and sometimes sometimes with like really sad scenes in movies it's like I'd be like man, I I like this is cry worthy, but for some reason I just don't. But man, that that song oh, and just it is a beautiful that is my favorite sequence of that movie. That that sequence kind of makes it like it's delivers the emotional stuff home for me. Yeah, I mean that I mean that's kind of why when it comes back to it, it's like it's Jess it's Woody and Jesse's movie. Yeah. That's yeah. why. It's because of that sequence. And it's and also, Jesse's a great character. <laughs> that's yeah, the other thing, like 
I think there's something about Toy Story 2 specifically. Like, it may not be everybody's favorite Toy Story, but I think it's almost like this movie uh, codifies the characters so much that this is the version you think of when you think of these characters. Because you think of Toy Story, you're going to throw in Jessie, but she's not in the first movie. Right. But she makes such an impression. And... From the first frame where she's upside down and we're in Woody's point of view, she's just shouting. Oh, just another favorite detail. Maybe my favorite shot in the movie is uh, when Woody's backing away and then it cuts to the three of them being pushed closer toward camera and it's slightly canted. And they just look insane like, you're here! (laughs) We're waiting for you! I mean, the the filmmaking, it's not just the jokes and the performances. The filmmaking in this movie is funny. Uh, yeah. Like, the animation is funny. Like, when Woody bounces out of the, the cardboard box and he's just doing his, like, hey, everybody, I'm Woody. Yeah. It's funny. There's so much... The attention to detail in this movie is incredible. It is a great movie. <laughs> Shit, um, we're, we're just saying the same thing again. A, but the thing is, we did critique it. We're not, we're not, just, we're not just blindly praising it. But we, we, we definitely kind of, you know, we, we said our... We said our um, our complaints with this, and we're allowed to praise it a little bit. Oh yeah, and I again, I think I've we both said like why this movie is so good. Jesse is one of. It, I think she she makes the movie. She's so great. Joan Cusack is fantastic. It's a great performance. Um, but while we're talking about performances, and I <laughs> let's talk about Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks. We, we got into a really neat place last time where we were talking about how he's so good that he makes you like this despicable character. Yeah. Like, if you can imagine, like we said earlier, Stinky Pete in the first movie, you'd probably <laughs> be like, this guy is kind of a douche the way he's acting. Um, but because Hanks is so charming and he really makes you believe that Woody is a good guy, just plagued with this insecurity in the first movie, it's such a strong performance. How do you feel his performance stacks up in Toy Story 2? So, as I've mentioned before, Woody's my favorite character. Because he feels the most human to me. Yeah. Uh, he is flawed. Um, and Tom Hanks' performance in this movie specifically. So, as an audience member, especially as a kid, you're like, Woody, you need to go back with them to Andy's house. That's where you're supposed to go, right? But with Tom Hanks's kind of delivery, it's like you go, but I can understand why Woody would want to stay. That's how I feel when when I... Like, w- w- Tom Hanks manages to uh, make Woody's uh, decisions and his reactions so kind of um, believable that I'm like, you know, I get... Because nor- if it were done poorly, it'd be like, you idiot. Like, you need to... You have a chance to go back. Why aren't you going back or whatever? Like, right away. Yeah. But- you you said the exact same thing I was going to bring up. So that's f- okay. fantastic. Yeah, he's so good that you... You believe, and you're kind of rooting for him to stick to go to this museum, and you yeah. know that's not the way the movie's going to end. You know <laughs> right, that's ridiculous, yeah. but yeah, you see that kind of decision in other characters and other movies, and it's like, oh, they they haven't learned their lesson. They're not, but I buy it. He's, and I think that's more impressive than making you like him when he does the terrible things in the first movie. See, the thing is, now he is you. He redeemed himself in the first movie. He's in a position now where you like Woody. Even you might have liked Woody in the first movie, but in this movie, you have no reason to dislike Woody. So it would—I don't know—it it like makes it so when he makes a decision that you don't necessarily agree or feel like it makes sense. But you're like, but you know, I understand 
where you're coming from because and the acting is a big part of it for me yeah to make that believable agreed and i think that's why i think this is his strongest performance in a toy story movie and I think it's his strongest performance in general. <laughs> like I know people uh, say in Philadelphia and Forrest Gump, but I, I'm gonna like a huge part of it is obviously the animators and the movie. But his voice brings something to this character that I I don't think you would buy him wanting to stay without Tom Hanks giving him that heart. Yeah. And then there's just the other fact that like we get to. Like, he's shouting at Jesse the entire time, but you totally buy both sides of the coin, especially once mm-hmm. you learn where Jesse's coming from. Right. Uh, and he, I think even though we're talking about how he's so good in these emotional scenes um, and these big decisions, I think his best one of his best scenes has to be when he's just discovering all of this stuff that, mm-hmm. like, his merchandise is like, oh, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> it sounds like he's literally playing with these toys. Yeah, I know. Oh, there are bubbles. You know, oh, it's a, it's a really great sequence. And that that's just the pure Hank's charm up to eleven. Is what a charming fucker. Yeah, it's, it's he's got he's so charming. He's so charming. <laughs> he's so good. It's it's unfair how good he is, and I think that's a huge reason again why this movie is so close to the top that it it constantly rivals. I, I know one is better, and I think I like one more. It's the Back to the Future 2 thing again. Back to the Future mm, 1, okay. clearly a better film. Yeah. Uh, but 2 is so inventive and exciting that I love it. That's a good comparison, though. You were already brought up where you get to see Tom Hanks perform as the Woody in the television show. <laughs> yeah. Which is an, it's always great when you can see the an actor do two different kind of performances in the same movie. I love that. Uh, just like how we get to see Tim Allen do two buzzes. Do two buzz right. And that's... That's really dynamite. And when he sings, You've Got a Friend in Me, it's maybe the worst rendition of the song throughout the three <laughs> movies. But yeah. I think that hits me maybe the most. Um, it's, there's something very sincere about it. Yeah. it's And it's like we haven't heard the song at all in the entire film. Right. Whereas Hearing it in actually being sung by a character is it's a very interesting moment. Yeah, and I think it totally motivates that change because you buy him when he's going to stay, and without that song, he wouldn't have done it. We haven't mentioned Wheezy. I love oh, Wheezy. I was going to mention Wheezy. That is such a smart thing to have him in the beginning. Yeah. Like, this is what happened. This is what can happen. Like, you're just forgotten in a shell for what? Like, five years, probably, or whatever. So many horrible, depressing things can happen to toys. And having that character just like, what he's like, oh shit, Wheezy, <laughs> where have you been? Yeah. Like this, that's, oh, and like, I mean, they didn't know it at the time, but like, it ties into three as well, like really well with that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And it's it's crazy because, I mean, Wheezy's that kind of guy. He's that toy where you wouldn't notice he was gone. He's yeah. doesn't take the spotlight except for at the end of this movie, which is just amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, I feel like Wheezy's he's kind of another version of Stinky Pete. He probably didn't get bought at mm. the store. He probably just got collected at some like nobody was going out to buy. Oh, I want to get Wheezy. He just got like a yeah he, right yeah he was in a bundle or something. We got him like in a garage sale or something. That's I mean that's the thing like we're talking about this in terms of how it relates to the characters, but this is a movie that is so believable and hits on so many things that people deal with. 
your kids grow up and are going to leave you. They touch on that even more, obviously, in Toy Story 3, but this is when you're in the moment. It's like, people are going to leave you. And it's also a a parallel for uh, relationships. Mm. People grow up, and then, like, with Jesse, you get hurt, you get heartbroken, and you don't want to love again. You kind of close yourself off. Yeah. Uh, And I love that this movie is, I don't want to say courageous, but it's... uh, I mean, especially because it's a movie for children that it's talking about these things, about mortality, about people moving on. Yeah. That it's, it's, I'll say courageous, courageous enough to say people will leave you, but, you know, this is why friends are so important. This is why you can't, I guess you can't define yourself by your relationships or you have to Mm. be willing to love again. That goes a lot of very kind of adult themes. Like, not in terms of, you know, graphicness, but in terms of, this, like, when you're a kid, you're like, la, 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 I'll have these friends forever. Yeah. I'll never die. <laughs> but as, like, as it, so it, it is a very, the themes of the movie are very, I think, mature. And I think that's what, not that the themes of the first movie aren't more mature, I think that's what gives this one so much of an edge for me. Yes, mm. it's imperfect, but the parts that the things that are good are better for me than the first film. Outside of I, I, I can see that. The first yeah. film is better as a whole and it's mm. so synthesized and perfect, but the like I think the second one is funnier. I think the, uh, the second one has a deeper theme that I resonate with more. I think the performances are better. Uh, it's just that they don't work to a concert whole. I, in terms of an emotional thing, two, two is stronger than one. That's Toy Story 2. Is there anything else we should talk about? I mean, if we just kept going, I'd just talk about every every sequence <laughs> I like. Like the sequence where Woody has the nightmare and there are the arms or whatever. Yes! That's, that's crazy. It's that so is good. so scary. And then uh, I will, because I could go on forever. The one, like, I, I think Woody and Jesse's friendship and relationship is so satisfying to watch grow. And then the end where they do the, uh, oh shit, what what is it called? Oh yeah, the end of Woody's Finest Hour. Woody's Finest Hour. They have to do that at the end on the plane. That's great. Yeah. Like that's I love that callback and it's 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 a really good moment. It's really nice to see Woody cuz like Buzz kind of gets that moment in the first movie where it's like not today and he's flying and he's actually flying and he's actually a superhero. In this movie, so maybe that's why that's not his arc in this one. Actually. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but in this movie, Woody actually gets to be a cowboy cuz he fucking lassos. Mm. The, I love that detail. Yeah. It's yeah. so dynamite good. The the new characters it brings in. We didn't even talk about Mrs. Potato Head. Who oh, she's great too. Has like she's only there mostly for some gags and a little bit of light development, but she's insane. She's so yeah. good, and I'm glad yeah. she's there because they get to use her really well in the third movie too. She is used very well in the third movie. And uh, I mean, this movie brought us Death by Monkeys. No, nope, that's it's right. It's the best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, among everything, I think it's the funniest Pixar film. I think it's the. It's got the deepest Toy Story themes to chew on, and I think it has the best Tom Hanks performance of all time. Now, for the worst Tom Hanks performance of all time, next week we'll be talking about Bachelor Party. So don't forget to come in and check that out. Uh, Songwon, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. I uh, am always happy to talk about Toy Story. Uh, and it's always great for, for you to come on. Uh, we'll have to do Toy Story 3 soon. Yeah. Maybe when the 4 trailer comes out. That's the thing. I'm not 
I don't Oof. I don't want a Toy Story. As much as I didn't want Finding Nemo 2, <laughs> I don't want to see fo- Toy Story 4. They've tempted I, fate twice now and got out of it perfectly. I you know, I honestly forgot that existed until like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> For some reason I was like, "Oh wait, because I was like, Toy Story 3 was a great end. Oh, wait, there's going to be another Toy Story movie. Which we'll talk about uh, Toy Story 3 uh, soon. Uh, maybe, like I said, maybe when we get our first teaser trailer. So we'll save our thoughts for 4 for then. And who, and who knows, maybe if we both watch Toy Story 4, we can uh, have a conversation about yeah, that. That's great. Uh, in the meantime, where can uh, people find you? You can find me, uh, you know what, just Google P-R-O-Z-D. And you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Vine, YouTube. I mean, all over. I guess Twitter, P-R-O-Z... Oh, I don't even remember what, which one it is. I think it's Just KB. Google P-R-O-Z-D. You'll find you'll, him. He, uh, you'll find me. Oh, what happened with uh, PB&T? Play bu- press buttons. You got oh, a Let's Play? Uh, press buttons and talk is a Let's Play channel. We play video games. Um, Right now, some technical difficulties came up. And we're trying to basically uh, recover... Are where we were in a game, Paper Mario. Fantastic uh, game. So once we get that back uh, to where we were before we lost our data, we should be back. But that is Press Buttons and Talk on YouTube. So check that out. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm at Elvis Kunish on Twitter, Instagram, all that crap. Uh, follow the show at Tom Hanks Pod for show updates to know what's coming out the next week if you don't listen if you miss an episode and uh email us uh which toy story do you prefer or tell us on twitter uh but email us uh tomhankspod at gmail.com until then hanks for listening tom hanks we fell in love with you tom hanks just like so many do deeply because you made us smile and you're great on screen style so that's why we give thanks because you've got a friend in tom hanks tom hanks tom hanks what's that jesse and prospector are trapped in the old abandoned mine and prospector just lit a stick of dynamite thinking it was a candle and now they're about to be blown to smithereens